0: Today we celebrate the Epiphany, which uh, from the Greek word just means a a manifestation or a showing, a showing forth. And so the church traditionally has uh, had at least three of the things that happened in the Gospels uh, associated with the Epiphany. The Magi, of course, who come to uh, adore the Lord. They also have connected the wedding feast at Cana, which was Jesus' first miracle, And then also the baptism of the Lord, which has its own Sunday next week. So we don't have to worry about that one. Uh, We can leave that to next week. But today we're reminded of this great event where these magi who were, it's the word for wise men of the East, uh, who knew philosophy, had read all the great books, were a bit of uh, astronomers in a certain sense, had heard about these prophecies that would direct them to the fact that a king, a new king, had been born in Judea. And so they set out to go to that place. And they don't know exactly which town within Judea to go to. And so they go to the one who, at the time, was set up as king of the Jews, which was Herod. He was kind of a, best word, kind of a puppet king for the Romans. So they put somebody in there who's part Jewish, but also is beholden to the Roman Empire, who was ruling that area at the time. Herod was a pretty nasty fellow. Uh, he ruled for about 40-some years. He killed at least three of his wives and uh, three of his sons to keep them from any disobedience or claim to his throne. Right? That's, a, that's how much he desired this. As a matter of fact, there's a historian... A Jewish historian who wrote a story about him that at his death he knew that the Jewish people would rejoice, right, and not mourn his death. And so he had set into place and taken the, the best people of each of his, the towns in his region and arrested them and brought them in. And then he told his daughter that at his death they were to be slaughtered so that the people would mourn even if it wasn't for him. But they would be mourning. Yeah, this is the kind of guy we're talking about. He's pretty crazy. Uh, And of course, at least his daughter said no after his death. She didn't do that, thankfully. Um, But this is the the image that that Matthew wants to set up for us on today's uh, reading. Because just before this, he had said, there's this new king coming into the world, this baby king. Uh, Right? And he um, will rule the Jewish people. He will be the king of the Jews. And so they're all looking for this king who will come and set them free from this Roman oppression. And he immediately follows it with this gospel where we see it's not going to be that way that this king rules. As a matter of fact, he's going to be opposed by many, not only Herod, but the scribes and the Pharisees and all of Jerusalem was troubled by the fact that king of the Jews was born. So Jesus's life is about opposition, because when holiness comes into the world that's broken by sin, we're opposed to it. Get away from me, right? That's what we're seeing take place today. And yet Jesus will conquer through that. As we know, when he conquers death, sin and death on the cross and rises from the dead. And so this is the image that first century Jewish people would have understood as they listened to this, because they knew Herod uh, quite well, and how ruthless that he was. And this is the true king, this little child king. So these magi come to Herod, and they seek this, and kind of alert him to this fact. Uh, And they tell him, Bethlehem in Judea, that's where he's going to be born. And so the magi set out, and they're led uh, there by God. And what do they do? They They adore, they bend down on their knees and adore this little child, right? Think of the faith that that takes for pagans, pagans coming from the east to worship the king of the Jews, to bow down and adore a child in the arms of his mother. That's a very powerful gift of faith that they were given. And then what do they do? They open up their treasure to this baby king. They open up their treasures of gold because he is king, of uh, incense or frankincense, which is what was offered as worship to the Lord because he's God, and myrrh, which is kind of a, a look forward to how Jesus would offer himself on the cross for us because myrrh was one of the spices that were used to anoint a dead body. And so we see these prophecies already taking place in the treasures that were opened by these kings from the east. Whenever the people that Jesus came to, the Jews, didn't recognize him, didn't see him, didn't want to adore him. It should give us great hope that this gift of faith is given by God, that we can each uh, receive this by praying for a deepening of faith, by being open to worshiping Jesus, to adoring this child king. That's what it reminds us of, I think, today. Uh, if you were here for the announcements, you heard the, the first announcement about the fact that we are going to begin perpetual adoration, which means adoration 24-7. And it's kind of a great weekend to talk a little bit about that because this is what the Magi did. They adored the God of the universe in that child. And that's what adoration is about. There are the the two main places that you can seriously be in the presence of God in a very real, substantial, sacramental way. Where you are right now at Holy Mass, right? As Jesus is present at the tabernacle, but also will be made present new at each Mass, at the sacrifice of the Mass. We are there as those kings to adore Jesus, and to open up our treasures. What are our treasures? All the things that are going on in our heart. As a matter of fact, our heart is the treasure God wants. Our heart is the treasure God wants. I just, uh, I've seen it many times, but there's this little meme cartoon drawn thing. And it's got this little, little bitty child with holding like their heart in their hand. And then on the other side is Jesus. And he's standing there. And the little child says, this is all I have. And Jesus says, that's all I want, right? That's what Jesus wants is our heart. And so today at Mass, at every Mass, we can open the treasures of our heart, everything, what's going on in there, right? The, the mess, the, the good things, the bad things, the struggles to open it all and give it to Jesus as his treasure. That's what he wants. And he always gives us something back even more profound. Right? which is himself. That's what he gives us. Adoration, or perpetual adoration, which perpetual just means you know 24-7, um, but adoration is a continuation of what happens. Jesus presents substantially body, blood, soul, and divinity in this, what's called a monstrance, which is basically just a, a, a word that means to show as well. So it's kind of like epiphany. It's a Latin word, to show, to where Jesus is exposed in the blessed sacrament for us to sit in his presence and adore, to adore him. Because what happens? He changes us. Uh, I remember, and I probably told this story a couple times, but it uh, bears repeating. My first time I went to adoration, I uh, didn't know what to do. All right? Anybody feel like that? You're, I'm talking about adoration. You're probably like, uh, I don't even know what that is. And that was me. Uh, Monsignor Deutsch had started it at Holy Cross and he was sitting there talking about adoration. I was like, I don't know what that is, but I can sign up for an hour. So I did. And then I went and I didn't know what to do. So I just went in there and kind of knelt down like the Magi and then sat in the chair and tried to pray. I didn't know how to pray either. So I'd read a little bit of a spiritual book and sat there and I would do it week after week. And the great thing about adoration is you don't have to know what to do because Jesus knows what he's doing. He did all of the work. He began to transform my life. He began to transform so many people's lives through just being with him, adoring him. And by the way, the the word adore, which comes from uh, the Latin word adora, means mouth to mouth. Isn't that interesting? Or face to face. That's what adoration is. It's this face-to-face with Jesus, being there with Him, adoring Him, giving Him the treasures of our heart, which is our heart, to just give it to Him more and more. Because we're not really good at that. I find myself not very good at that. I'm like, oh, here, here Lord, I want to give you everything. And then He starts to take it. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I want to take a little bit of that back, right? I need something for myself. But it's a, it's a lifelong struggle of continually surrendering and giving our heart to Jesus. And so it doesn't matter where we are today. It's what we do each day. How do I give him more of my heart each day so that he can transform it? Because look what happens. The, Herod wants those magi to come back and tell him where he can go because we know what he does later, right? He slaughters those kids, hoping to get the, the one who was the king of the Jews. But the magi, by... God's grace can't go back the same way they came. It's the same for us. The more we encounter Jesus at Mass, in adoration, in our prayer, we don't go back the same way we came. He always takes us in a better and new direction, and that's what it's all about. So if I could just ask you uh, to please pray for this endeavor of adoration, because not only will it change us individually, but it it transforms a whole parish, a whole town. It offers this opportunity to be with the one who created us and loves us. And I don't, I don't know about you, but I like to hang out with people that love me. right? I like to be in the same room with them uh, because there's just something about it that transforms us. And this, we're talking about the God of the universe who can transform any situation that we're in. It's this beautiful gift, so pray for this endeavor. Pray that your heart is moved, too, to figure out, what is that time, what is that hour a week that I can give the Lord? Uh, Because he will give you way more than you ever expected. And pray that the Lord can take away those fears that every one of us have about giving more of our heart to the Lord. Because it's a day-by-day process of giving more and more to the Lord. And allowing him to transform us. So that we too can be like those magi. Who adore the Lord. And were transformed. And could never go back the same way.